0: Hello there, my name is Sabrina. Welcome to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Are you a homeschooling mama? Either a first-timer, or maybe you've already been at it for years. Maybe you're just thinking about it. I want to encourage you on this journey. Tune in every week to learn hard-won wisdom, practical advice, and tips from other homeschooling moms. You can do this. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Today I have a special episode for you. I have a conversation with my daughter in law, Stephanie, who's a young mom, young homeschooling mom, and she talked to me recently about lies that she falls into. And I think these will really resonate with you. They really resonated with me because they're all things I fell into and continue to fall into as a mom and as a homeschooling mom. I think you'll get a lot out of this today, and I hope that it encourages you. She really talks about how to fight these lies with truth. So enjoy this. How are you? Oh, good. How's it going? Great.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited to talk about this topic and just... um. Hopefully encourage moms listening.
0: Absolutely. So today I have my lovely daughter-in-law, Stephanie, and she uh, recently was talking about lies that we moms and homeschool moms believe and fall victim to and can get trapped in. And I just thought she had so much wisdom to say about some of these that I wanted to have her on to talk about it. Yeah. So Steph, can you just introduce yourself really quickly before we get started? Sure.
1: Yes, I'm Stephanie and I'm a Catholic wife and mom, three little ones, 5, 3 and 1, and this is my going on my second year of homeschooling. Um I feel like I've been homeschooling ever since I was a mom, but you know, official homeschooling. Um, My daughter's going into first grade and then my little guy is going to be doing a little bit of preschool and then the toddler will be just underfoot. Uh, Then I, you know how that goes. And then um, in terms of other things I do outside in the world, I love to podcast and I have 500 seconds to joy, which I bet a lot of your listeners know about. Um, And it's just a really fun place to connect with other Christian moms and really encourage them to read their Bible more, um, really love God in a deeper way, and grow in closeness with their family because that's really important. And I think some of what we're going to talk about today is fighting the culture and, and fighting against what we're, you know, what we're up against, basically, um, these things that we're told that family doesn't matter but it really does matter. And God really matters and his
0: word matters. So um, that's a little bit about me. Great. So Stephanie and I were talking about some of these lies that we need to battle in motherhood. And what struck me was the ones that she, she listed to me were all lies that I also have had to battle and still do have to battle, had to battle through my homeschooling years and still do now. So I just, I have about four or five that I'd really like to have you talk about, Stephanie. And I think a lot, these are really going to resonate with our listeners. First one is, this is too hard. Mm, Yes,
1: that's, um, A common one, I often find myself saying, um, what's interesting is, what does that even mean? (laughs) What is too hard? Too hard for what? Um, And so, I don't know, one of the scriptures that really comes to mind is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And um, another one is 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so really, we know that we are weak, we are finite, we have limits, but God doesn't have limits. And so too hard for humans, yes, maybe so, but too hard for God, no. And so it's just one of those lies that kind of creeps in and stops us from doing what we've been called to do. It kind of stops us from being faithful to what God has asked us to do and the vocation that he's placed us in. And so it's one of those ones that I feel like these two verses, Philippians 4.13 and Second Corinthians 12.9, are good ones to just kind of have around. Like I have second Corinthians 12, nine in my kitchen where I can see it because I often think this is too hard when I'm preparing meals because it's so many, so many meals. (laughs) Um, And so just that reminder of biblical truth and that God's bigger than whatever hard circumstance we find ourselves in.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, So in those four little words, this is too hard you kind of focused on the word too hard. Also like you to focus on this. Mm. What does this mean? When we say this is too hard, what do we mean? What is this?
1: Well, I think it's just all of it. The things that we signed up for and the things we didn't sign up for. I think a lot of motherhood and homeschooling, it, Feels like a lot because we feel like, okay, we knew that we were going to have to take care of, you know, these little people and we'd school them, but we weren't so sure about the sibling battles and and we didn't quite know what we were getting ourselves into with um, taking on the responsibility of schooling our children and just the weight that sometimes you feel under that, that burden, it feels like a burden, it's pressure. And it's a good thing. I mean, it's what I've decided to take on and a lot of the listeners have, right? And it's exciting and it's, it's good, but it is hard. And so I think this could mean a lot of different things. But for me, I know when I'm battling this lie, it's mainly like this thing that I didn't know I was getting myself into this thing that I didn't sign up for. I, I didn't sign up for this, but, but really we did. And so you know, the joys of family life do come with struggles as well. And so just really going back to God's word and reminding ourselves what he says, um, you know, if things were all going to be easy, he wouldn't have said that we needed him. We wouldn't need his strength. We wouldn't need God at all, actually. And so I just think that's a good reminder for all of us just every day to remember that it's through God's strength. It's not our own human strength. And yeah, just really renewing your mind each day with that truth. I mean, that's why I have my Bible on the counter because I need that reminder constantly. It's just easy to slip into these feelings of it's too hard. It's, it's too much. Um, Yeah. yeah. I, I
0: think related to this is too hard. Stephanie is this will never change which is another lie and kind of related here. There's kind of a human tendency to to kind of think that whatever you're in at the moment is always going to be that way, you know, if you're if you're sick, you feel like you're never going to be well or or um if you're whatever it is, you're, there's just that tendency to project into the future. Can you talk a little bit about that? This will never change.
1: Yes, I again, think all of these lies. (laughs) I have to fight them all the time. It's not like we are going to somehow conquer these lies because they are just insidious and they kind of creep back in. And so again, the Bible is where I would want to point everybody, because this will never change is really a fear of the future. And it's it's a lack of trust in god
0: right. in his
1: goodness and providence and so in matthew 6:25 it says jesus is saying these words do not worry about your life when he was on earth he told us that and he continually tells us that every time we read those words we are reminded do not worry about your life and then in verse 27 matthew chapter 6 verse 27 can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? So let's just say I'm worrying and spinning out and saying, oh my goodness, I can't get any school done. This is really hard. This is never going to change. I'm always going to have little kids underfoot. I'm not going to be able to get through a lesson uninterrupted that's really going to
0: get any sleep.
1: Yeah. I'm never getting any sleep. And, and that's just not true. It feels like it, but I think the dangerous thing with our feelings is that they do lie to us. Maybe they're pointing to something like, Oh, okay. I need to take a nap today because I'm really tired or I need to take a break from schoolwork to play with the toddler because they're getting into everything because they need my attention for a few minutes. And then I'll get back to that lesson. So sometimes whatever's going on and our feelings are pointing us to something that that we need to address. But oftentimes when we're stuck in this fear of the future and the unknown and we're worried, it's because we're lacking a little bit of trust in God. And we're, we're really projecting forward with our human mind instead of leaning on God and just asking for his grace in every little moment. And so instead of thinking things will never change, just I've been placed right here, right now. And just thinking about this moment, I think that helps me a lot to just remember that I I can't add any moment by worrying. So I might as well be in this moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Staying in the present. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's so easy to say that. Everybody says that. It's really good advice. How do you do it? Well, I don't know, just day by day asking God for his grace. I haven't figured it out, but I do think that being scripturally minded and keeping your mind on God's word will help you be present because God's in the present. He, you know, he's everywhere. He's outside of time. But in terms of our human existence, he's in the present with us. He's in this moment. And so he's going to give us grace for this moment, not next week's moment, but right now.
0: Right. The, the, the past is, is over. The future is the unknown. All we have is the present. Hmm. Yep. So true. Let's move on to another one. How about this one? I'm not doing great things. These small things just don't matter. Yes, that's another one that I
1: am always needing to remind myself of just Jesus's humility and the humility and beauty in a hidden life. And I think of Mary often. And in Luke chapter one, verse 38, she said, be it done unto me according to thy word. Mm. And that is so hard to say because, for example, I'm writing a book and I want to get it out there in the world. I want it to be published. And in some sort of prideful vain way, I want to be recognized. (laughs) I want accolades. If we're all honest, we all want accolades in some degree whether it's for our homeschooling, our homemaking, podcasting, writing, speaking, art, photography, whatever it is, we're all searching for validation. We all have that human desire and need to be loved. And I think a lot of times that can go astray and make us feel like, well, in order to be loved and valued, we need to do something out in the world. And it's just not true. I mean, Mary is a perfect example of womanhood and motherhood. And so much of her life is unknown and hidden. And so I think just that idea of, you know, not doing big enough things, just look to Mary's life. I think meditating on her life, praying the rosary and meditating on what it must have been like to have that hidden life with God with Jesus right. on earth with you in your home, living there day to day. I mean, how amazing must that day-to-day life have been? But it was still mundane, I'm sure, at times, right? We all we all have mundane moments. Even the biggest name people in the world that you could say, oh, they're doing such great things, they still have a mundane Wednesday. So I think we have to be careful not to glorify certain work over others, because homemaking and homeschooling and the raising of little minds, hearts, souls, I mean, that is the greatest work we could possibly do. And it's just really, like I said earlier, it's this battle in our culture that, okay, that, that's like a small little thing to the side. No, it's the most important thing. So maybe even writing that down on a piece of paper in your planner or your journal and just telling yourself the truth. This is the most important work I could be doing.
0: Yeah, when we were talking about this, Stephanie, I actually wrote down something you said, which was the small things are the big things.
1: Mhm. It's true. Yeah, That's the small really... things are the big things.
0: It's the small hidden life that adds up to the big thing, the, the most important things. I always say that you're doing the most important work on earth, raising your little children for the Lord. And so all those small things you do all day, all work together for the big picture.
1: They do. And I think it's important to remember that the small little offering we have, like the loaves and fishes, right? Right. We bring our little meager, small offering, and then God transforms it. So if we're uh, showing up, we're, we're coming to the table with our loaves and fish um, and you know, homeschooling our children, teaching them, discipling them, teaching them scripture. I mean, you're not going to get an award for that, <laughs> right? Like right. You're not going to get an award for how many scripture verses you teach your child or how many times you read to them. But in the long run, you're developing connection with them. You're teaching them about God. You're forming them. I mean, that, like you said, it's the most important work we can do, but it feels small in the moment because there's not an immediate result. There's not something that you can show on a stage. And so it really does come back to humility and just remembering where God is. God is God and I am not. And right. so I'm just trying to lead my little people <laughs> to God.
0: Right. And
1: I'm a vessel. Like, he's just using me. If if you've been chosen to be a mother, then he's using you to bring your children to him. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really high calling. So I just think every mom listening should remember, wow, that's, you've been entrusted with that high calling. So right. that's pretty incredible. It's more important than writing books or, you know, painting the most beautiful piece of art, forming little, little souls. It's incredible work.
0: Right. So the small things are the big things and God sees all our hidden work.
1: He does. Yeah. And and sometimes it's helpful to say that you've been chosen. I think this idea of being chosen Mm. is powerful to think of that word chosen Scripture talks about us being chosen. You know, God chose us. And so sometimes I will think about how I've been chosen to be the wife to Eric and to be the mother of these three children. And so I sometimes, yeah, speaking that out loud, I've been chosen for this work. And then it makes it feel extra special like, I've been chosen to do these dishes. I've been chosen to cook this meal. <laughs> uh-huh. It's kind of a mindset shift. And, uh-huh. and a lot of these lies are happening in our mind. We're not even aware of them. Right. They're very hidden. And so when we can speak truth out loud, it really helps us get rid of those lies. And so saying you're chosen, I think, is a powerful word.
0: Beautiful. You should just put that word in the refrigerator. Chosen. I am chosen.
1: That's a good idea, yeah, really I do good. that actually, yeah, thanks, Serena. That's a great idea,
0: yeah, let's move on to another one. I have to do it all myself,
1: mm, another pride one <laughs> <laughs> um i can you tell I struggle with that? I struggle with pride, and what's funny is I didn't quite realize how much I struggled with pride until I started realizing how much I put myself in the center versus God in the center. And that's really what pride is, making ourselves God. And it can be sort of hidden in this like productive mindset of, okay, I'm getting all this done. And this lie that maybe sounds good, like I'm going to do this all myself. Like I can do this.
0: It makes you feel like you're in control.
1: Yes, it does. And I think, you know, it really goes back to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, not through me but through Christ. And so I think, simply put, that is a pride issue, and we just need to remember God's in the center. I'm not in the center. God's in the center.
0: Wow. You're right. It is it is pride. I have to do it all myself. I'm in control. I, I, I.
1: Mm-hmm. It's easy to fall into. I, I fall into it every day. <laughs> Don't we all? Because... Mm-hmm. We have to do things in this world. So we do have to get things done. You know, God's not going to come down and wash my dishes. He's not going to come down and explain the math problem to my child. But he is in this divine sort of mystical way there with me in it. And so it's more about inviting him in, just making sure we don't shut him out by saying, I've got this, God, you stay over there in my prayer box, I've got this stuff over here. Um it's kind of this humility again of inviting him in and saying it's it's you God you're in the center. I'm not the center of my life you are. And that's a daily and sometimes moment by moment renewal, a <laughs> new promise every moment that oh okay sorry God I put myself in the center again. Let me put you back in the center.
0: It's interesting. I feel like your answers to these all seem to involve humility (laughs) i don't like humility humility Humility. Uh, i'm
1: working on that currently so maybe that's why maybe that's why it keeps coming up because it's something i've been praying about a lot
0: here's one more and and actually as i'm looking at it, i'm thinking humility and this one (laughs) is i'm not good at this
1: hmm Yep. Another pride one, which is funny because you you think that putting yourself down and saying, I'm not doing a good enough job is, is humility, but it's kind of false humility. It's still saying I, <laughs> you know, it's all about yourself. You're all focused True. on yourself. And so let's focus on homeschooling for a moment. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at teaching math. I'm not good at setting up a lesson plan or figuring out the curriculum. Well, God is good at everything. (laughs) What's amazing is that we have access to him 24-7. He's always there. And in James 1, I believe it's 1-5, you know, if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. So all we need to do, if we don't have anything figured out, we don't know what to do, we're floundering and feeling like, I'm not good at this. I don't know, God. Did you really call me to homeschool? Did you really call me to stay home? Did you really call me to do whatever you feel like God is calling you to? I had a friend who, was call- who felt the Lord call her to start a business, and I've heard that from other moms too. And like just this constant discernment of, did you really call me to this? And he tells us in his word, if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. And so I think that one there is going to be a little bit of a challenge. I'm going to challenge everybody listening. At some point today or tomorrow, five minutes of absolute silence. And I know, busy moms, I get it. I totally get it. But you can find five minutes of silence. I just know it. It doesn't need to be first thing in the morning. And I know it's hard after your kids go to sleep, it's not what you want to do, but just try it today or tomorrow. And whatever you're trying to figure out, you're feeling like, oh, I'm not good at this thing or I'm having a really hard time with it, bring it to that five minutes, even write it down in a journal, just have this one question. For example, homeschooling, is this the right curriculum, God? Have I chosen the right reading program for my daughter? What do you think about it? And just five minutes of silence and listen. And again, that takes humility. It takes you stepping out of your way and with all your ideas and thinking, well, this program's really good because of this and this program, you know, you kind of spin around and around and you forget to slow down and pause and ask God what he thinks. So I think it, all of these lies boil down to keeping God in center and stepping back and allowing him to lead our families and our homeschooling, our homemaking life
0: that's it that is so good that's 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 the uh the wrap-up stephanie that we battle these lies with uh turning to god really and putting him in the center each one of these and we know that unless the lord builds the house we're building so i think those are all really good ways to counter these lies that we can fall into
1: Mm-hmm. And what I fight, lo- fight
0: lies yeah. with truth.
1: Yeah, what I'm loving about when you told me that Psalm one twenty seven one, I mean I've heard it before, but I wrote it down. Which and one? Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build. Okay. So, I I love that just this idea of yeah the humility of allowing God to build the house but we're still laboring. That's the part that I find very interesting. They labor in vain who builds Mm -hmm. unless he builds the house. So we're still laboring. We're still working hard. We're still being productive, getting our dishes done, (laughs) teaching the children, Mm -hmm. right? We're still doing it, but we're doing it, you know, with this maybe joyful spirit with more of a God-centered spirit. um, And then just to close with john 15 5 because i'm loving this right now i am the vine you are the branches whoever remains in me and i in him will bear much fruit because without me you can do nothing
0: beautiful wow i think everything you said stephanie is just so good for young moms and more experienced moms and people like myself whose kids are grown up who I can still fall into all of these and I do fall into all of these. So thank you so much. This was great. Uh, Anything you want to close with?
1: Oh, just, I always want to tell moms that they're doing a wonderful job. If you're here listening, it means you care about your children. You love your family. You're trying to do the best you can possibly do. And God will bless that and honor that. So keep on keeping on.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Stephanie.
1: You're welcome. See you later. Okay, bye.